So what recruiters are looking for is, yes, those relevant keywords and technical skills are great, but they really want to show impact. It's like, what are you actually doing with those skills? And I know that's the biggest thing, too. People are saying, put keywords on your resume, put keywords on your LinkedIn profile. But there's no use of keywords if you don't put how you're actually utilizing those skills. Hey, my name is Ariana, and as an immigrant, wife, young mother, and multi-passionate professional, I can only spend my days trying to figure out this crazy and unpredictable thing called life. After a few chaotic years learning from my mistakes in my early 20s, I've now struck that balance with full-time work at a fabulous tech company and a startup coaching business I run from home. So here we are, making the best of life curveballs and optimizing our opportunities. We talk about all things career, business, money, life, and mistakes and maybe even an after-hour conversation or two. So grab your coffee and pour your wine, and let's get inspired to embrace your weird, all while learning workshop style. The breakout session is about to begin. This is the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, Side Hustle Experience. Today, we have an amazing, super special guest with us. Her name is June. And June, she has a special space in my heart because June and I go way back, and she was my very first business client when I was adventuring with business coaching. And I just wanted to introduce her to you because she is also a technical recruiter working in a really amazing company, which you're going to hear in just a little bit. And she's going to be talking about how to break into tech and how to go from being laid off and using that to finding her purpose and mission in life of building community. So, oh my goodness. So June Coloroso is a tech recruiter, career strategist, and the founder of Build with June Consulting. She is recently named JobSkin 2021 Top Job Experts to Follow on LinkedIn and has built a strong personal brand on the same platform in less than a year. June has spent the last six years building teams as a recruiter for some of the world's biggest tech companies, from tech giants such as Google to unicorn startups like Wish. June has helped hire over 300 people and land their dream jobs, as well as building the community to work and collaborate with other 70 forward-thinking and emotionally intelligent leaders in the tech industry. She is currently at, drumroll, Meta! <laughs> Slash Facebook. <laughs> yes, Meta slash Facebook. She has a passion for building communities, companies, and individuals by providing the tools and resources they need to show up with confidence with their strengths. With the global pandemic changing the world, June was given the opportunity to finally launch her career coaching business while helping her children transition into virtual learning. She has now made her mission to help job seekers who are in the same stages their early mid-stage careers by teaching them the different strategies and tactics she has picked up in the tech career. Wow. I mean, what an amazing bio. Thank you, June, so much for being on the show and welcome. Thank you for having me. And Eddie, you have a special place in my heart. All of the success, you have a huge part of the success. And one of the very first people that I had the pleasure to work with on this new journey of entrepreneurship and now kind of working in the tech space and managing motherhood as well as building our side hustles. So really excited to be part of your show. Yes, definitely. Thank you. And yes, I just realized how much in common you and I both have. <laughs> I know. 
definitely some alignment there. We both have two children, two young children, kind of like doing this together in different stages and alignment. And there's just so many things that we have in common. And I'm just so excited that we're still in each other's lives. Yes, absolutely. For sure. That's very rare nowadays. Very glad that we stayed in touch. And I just want to kind of jump in and for you to tell us your career trajectory, your story. How has June become Build With June? Yeah, I can kind of circle back to where it all started as far as my passion for community. So prior to my tech experience, the majority of my career is composed of like retail sales, being at the financial industry and working as a small business banker and working in retail sales and working as a sales representative at Verizon Wireless. And it's kind of crazy to think that I used to be the person demoing the different apps on smartphones. And now I'm working for these apps. Long story short, what really kind of stems my passion for building community is when I became a mother, I took some time off when I had my first child back in 2014. I was in a fortunate position where I was able to quit my job. My husband is a veteran. He was receiving financial assistance to pay for housing, to pay for his education. So he really encouraged me to take some time off to raise my child. And that was when I was kind of going through a different stage in my life where I've never quit a job. Like I've never been unemployed since I was 13, right? So it was the first time in a long time where I wasn't working. So I kind of felt I lost my identity. But what really kind of helped me overcome some some of those baby blues was actually joining a nonprofit called No Excuse Mom on a Facebook group. So this is why it's like coming full circle to me that now I'm actually working for this organization. It was when joining this Facebook group where I was able to build community within my local city by hosting free workouts at local parks, really encouraging moms to work out with their children by hosting workouts. I was leading these workouts. I was actually doing that for about five, six years. But the reason why I'm sharing this is when I knew I was ready to go back to work, this is the actual experience as far as my volunteer experience with this nonprofit and utilizing social media to build community and recruit other leaders to start their own chapters in their cities. This is an experience that I used in my very first recruiter interview. Kind of sharing that with you because I know that so many people right now are experiencing layoffs, they're taking some time off from work. And even though you're not technically working, you know this too, we have different side projects, passion projects that we put our heart and souls to. And you have to think about what transferable skills can you actually sell to your future employer that's going to show that you're an asset. So for me, Taking a year and a half off from work back in 2014 really helped me discover my passion of building teams and building communities. And that's when I figured that, you know what, I could probably leverage this experience in the corporate space. I was able to leverage my volunteer experience for that nonprofit, as well as my retail sales experience, and landed my first recruiter job back in 2015 through a staffing agency. Fast forward to now, I've worked with some great tech companies as well as startups. So... That's all of it kind of in a nutshell. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that because it's very important. You know, people who listen to this show also are all the time asking us, and you know this, well, how do I translate this to what I want to do next? And I think that's where the issue lies, that they really just get caught up in their heads of like, this is not transferable, but everything is transferable. You can make it transferable some way or another. You just really have to understand the new industry you want to go into and learn how to be strategic about talking about what it is you've already done, 
Now that we know a little bit about your trajectory and your story, tell me why you decided to become a career coach, because there's just so many things that you could have done with your background and experiences, but why career coaching? The reason why I started a career coaching business is I experienced my first layoff during the pandemic, and I was at a point in my career where I was doing what I love. And I was blindsided with this layoff. I didn't see it coming. I was like a top performing recruiter, but unfortunately the pandemic really impacted the startup I was working at. They laid off more than half of our team. You know, during the pandemic, I asked myself, do I look for work? Am I going to be able to find work and still manage to help my children adjust to virtual learning? Like that just seems kind of like a roller coaster. Instead of looking for work right away. And I was going through some depression, some anxiety. I felt like I had lost a huge part of my identity because we often kind of tie our identities to the companies that we work for, right? So when that happened, I was like, who the heck am I, right? So I was going through that layoff phase and depression phase. And then you know, I told myself, yes, it sucks to be laid off, but I'm looking at this as like a blessing in disguise. I've always wanted to have my own business. I was always the person that was like, giving my friends who had like ideas of passion projects or businesses, giving them my marketing and creative ideas. People have always told me like, you just have this entrepreneur mindset. You should have a business. I never knew what I wanted to do. And do you know what happened? One day, someone named Ariana showed up on my Instagram feed. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the day you showed up on my Instagram feed and you're talking about your coaching business. And for some reason, I saw myself in you. And I'm like, who is this girl? I just need to know what she's doing. For some reason, like when I saw you on my phone, you kind of gave me some hope. That was a turning point for me is I felt like it was my calling that I can leverage my transferable skills as a recruiter. And before I even reached out to you, Eddie, I've always been the go-to person in my community of friends and family and coworkers for people that are looking to switch careers, people are always asking me, can you look at my resume, June? Can you help prep me for my interview? Can you look at my LinkedIn? I saw that I had a skill as a technical recruiter, knowing that um, I've worked with these great tech organizations. I know what hiring managers are looking for. The problem that the world was facing are all of these massive layoffs. So I figured that I had the skills that could provide a solution to fix people's problems. And it was just like an aha moment for me. I knew I couldn't go back to work right away. So I said, this is the perfect time for me to finally be a career coach. I've always wanted to be a career coach. So what better time than now? So with your help, I was really able to build a successful coaching business during the pandemic. Yeah, which is, you know, very impressive within itself. I want to just take it back a little bit to the original of your story when you were first started in retail and then you had your first baby and you took time off and then you realized that you wanted to just do something different, in this case, HR. Going from a different position in retail to recruiting, not only that, you then entered a whole new different industry, which is tech which is like this huge mystery. People really don't know how people get to land jobs in tech. So I would love to hear from you. Like, what do you think contributed to your success on landing a job in tech? Not only just in tech, but like in the big names. How did you do that? Honestly, it comes down to really identifying our strengths and how we market ourselves, right? Also the ability to thrive in ambiguity. I've been in situations where, I've just faced so many different obstacles in life, right? The reason why that I think I've been so successful, it's all about like 
how you market yourself, right? And what kinds of stories you're telling your employers. So for me, like I've come up with so many different creative ideas. The fact that I took that time off, year and a half off to raise my child, the first year and a half of his life. Yes, I was technically not working, but because I was still proactive by volunteering and learning new skills. And when, um, for me, I was able to sell that transferable skills and the fact that I was proactive by learning new social media skills, utilizing Facebook, working with this nonprofit, I actually established partnerships with local gyms where they were giving us free workout classes for this group of moms. I was also selling Arbonne at the time too, <laughs> while I was doing the nonprofit. So these are the different skills. And when going into my first interview job, I looked at the interview, like the job description. I had networking chats with other recruiters, told them what I did. And I said, June... Recruiting is just like sales. You are selling the companies and opportunities to candidates and vice versa. You're selling and advocating your candidates to your hiring managers. So it's all about really understanding what transferable skills you have and how you can actually market that to the companies and people that you're talking to and like how you can actually show like, yes, you may not have that technical experience, but this is how I've actually leveraged those transferable skills in my current positions and added value to the company. And this is how I could do it for you too. So it's all about like showing up in confidence and how you really sell yourself. Absolutely. And then, you know, talking about selling yourself and showing up with confidence, I know that you show up with a lot of confidence on LinkedIn, but I know that it wasn't always that case. It wasn't always the case where you felt super oh, let me just go to LinkedIn and do my dance. And because you do a lot of dances and really fun stuff on LinkedIn. Hey there. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help the show reach more multi-passionate professionals and it gives me feedback on what direction to take future episodes. I have linked a tutorial on how to do so in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Why don't you teach us your ways, people who are trying to look for jobs and try to make themselves stand out through LinkedIn? What are some tips that you have there and what was it that helped you get over your fear of showing up there? I think the biggest thing is accountability for me because it was, I mean, you were there with me in the very beginning. Prior to my layoff, I've only used LinkedIn to promote the companies I was working for, promoting the opportunities promoting the company culture, never in my six, five years of experience of LinkedIn, I never really promoted myself and shared my skills, shared my journey until the layoff. So when my layoff happened, I said, you know, especially during the pandemic, we're all kind of going through a grief stage right now where we're losing our jobs. And for me, what really kind of overcame that fear is obviously your support. But also before I started even sharing content, I just started following people that inspired me. I mixed up the connections where it was people that were also career coaches, people in the mental wellness space, people that post motivational content, people in the tech industry. Before I even posted my first post, I just started having conversations through people's posts by commenting and engaging, right? And that kind of got the wheels turning for me, kind of got me out of my comfort zone. And then the reason why I started showing up the way I did is because I never saw anyone that looked like me on LinkedIn. Someone that is, you know, I'm a first generation Filipino American, first generation college grad. I am an elder millennial, mother of two. And for me, I really wanted to start seeing more stories of working moms. What really got me out of my own way was just 
pressing the damn post button, just doing it. I know we often get into this analysis paralysis where we are comparing ourselves to other coaches, entrepreneurs, professionals on LinkedIn. But once you get out of your own way and just disconnect from all those limiting beliefs and stop comparing yourself, then you just really free yourself to be your full potential. Yeah, for me, it was just really kind of surrounding myself with accountability partners, mentors like yourself, coaches like yourself to help me kind of find my own way. I think my biggest advice for anyone out there that's contemplating about showing up on LinkedIn is just really try to find your tribe of supporters, right? And then really think about what's your purpose of actually showing up on LinkedIn too and your why. Absolutely. That's a great tip. But then I also, within that same vein, I wanted to ask you, you know, a lot of people are trying to look for other jobs and probably land a job in tech, but they might already be employed and they get nervous participating and doing things on LinkedIn because they think that their current employer might be watching that and thinking that, hey, this person might want to jump ship. And they get scared because they don't want their managers to see what recommendations you have there when people have that fear and what can we do to kind of get around that? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways utilizing LinkedIn and how you could open up to opportunities on your profile without actually posting it to the world. Hey, I'm on the market, right? You know, adjusting your open to work and listening to positions that you're interested in. And from my experience, when you do that, no one at your current company is going to see that, that you're actually open, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, like you got to do what's best for you. And yes, people are going to see your activity on LinkedIn, this is like a good time to be on the job market because there's so many opportunities. If you don't want to put the open to work, I'm not talking about the ring on your headshot, but I'm talking about the filter, the section underneath your headshot. If you don't want to make it that obvious, my suggestion is to is just really optimize your LinkedIn profile so you can be in a position where recruiters will find you. And you could actually put it in your about section a little summary of what you've been currently doing, some accomplishments, some relevant keywords to your targeted positions. You could also put, these are the roles or areas that I'm passionate about. That would kind of flag to recruiters and sourcers are are looking at your LinkedIn profile that you might be interested. You're kind of like passively putting it out there. These are the different positions or these are the different areas that I'm passionate about. Does that make sense? Yes. Makes tons of sense. And when you talk about optimizing your LinkedIn profile, can you give us some tips there? And what does that mean exactly? And what do you think recruiters are looking for? Yeah, I think the optimizing it, it's technically like an extension of your experience, more like your digital resume, but so much more than that. My biggest advice there is if there's going to be one thing that you want to optimize your LinkedIn profile to be found, it's your headline, because that's the first thing that recruiters see. Recruiters and sourcers see in their LinkedIn search results. So if you are actively looking or you're passively on the market, I would suggest putting at least two to three targeted keywords in your headline. So for example, if you are a social media manager and you really want to work in tech, you could put social media manager building brand awareness for tech companies or tech startups, right? Maybe you could also put your HubSpot certification on there. Any relevant certifications on your headline because it's going to make it easier for people to find you. And then in your about section, like I mentioned, that's a place to kind of share your story. How did you start your career? What are some of your accomplishments? Maybe add some, you know, milestones in your career, add some numbers in there as far as like how much to give from social media, all the campaigns that you've 
implemented at the companies that you're working in, talk about the engagement, right? Social media engagement. If you're in sales, talk about how much revenue you brought to the company. So what recruiters are looking for is, yes, those relevant keywords and technical skills are great, but they really want to show impact. It's like, what are you actually doing with those skills? For example, if you're a data analyst and you utilize SQL, what are you using SQL for? Are you using it to analyze data and interpret data? And how are you actually using that data to support the sales teams? And I know that's the biggest thing too, is people are saying, put keywords on your resume, put keywords on your LinkedIn profile, but there's no use of keywords if you don't put how you're actually utilizing those skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all great advice, June. And I know that people listening cannot see me, but I'm just nodding along like, yes, 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 yes. Before we jump into our last question, which I ask every single one of my guests, I just want to recap real quick on the things that we have chatted about so far. So we heard about June's experience in first starting in retail and how she was able to make her experience be transferable in a way that people in tech were going to be paying attention to her as a potential recruiter. So she utilized her sales experience, made it transferable skills to what a recruiter would do, and she made sure to put that in her resume. And that's how she was able to get in front of recruiters for the tech industry. The best advice she has is to be able to find mentors, people who are already in the position that you want to potentially have and ask questions, engage with them, try to network so that you can kind of get your foot on the door sometimes when it comes to just at least having an interaction or an introduction. Because a lot of people ask us, well, how do I stand out? There's just so many people applying online. That is how you do so. It's by really doing the things that no one else wants to do. Because networking is hard work. It requires a lot of persistence. It requires a lot of consistency and genuine. And if you're not willing to do that work, I'm sorry to break it to you. You're probably going to be spending a lot of time and waiting around a lot in order for you to get what you want. And then the last piece that we chatted about was making sure that you have a optimized LinkedIn profile. Let's say that you want to be on LinkedIn, but you're afraid that your manager might see you. The best way to get opportunities, as June just told us, is to have an optimized LinkedIn profile by having keywords, but not stopping there, making sure that you are utilizing those keywords and telling us, the reader, aka the recruiter, what are you doing with those keywords? What is the impact that you're having in your teams and your company that could potentially be translated to the new position that they're looking for? Those are all amazing gems. Thank you so much, June, for sharing just this wealth of knowledge with us. But before we we wrap up, I love to ask my guests, if you could talk to baby June, what would you say to her and why? Oh my gosh, baby June. Honestly, I would tell her to just speak up and find your voice and keep going. You may be confused right now, but it's all going to make sense to you. Continue to do things you love. Continue to do risks. Continue to just speak up because one day you will be heard. And I say this because growing up, I was very, it's probably going to be shocking to you. I grew up very shy. My mom told me that I was always in the corner and I never like talked. I was like very scared. In high school too, I didn't have a ton of friends. For me, growing up too, like in high school too, because I changed schools, in high school, I found my people in drama club. And this is why I do crazy TikToks and all that. And for me, like I'm talking to like high school June, because for me, never had the courage to say her own words. But when it came to like memorizing a monologue and performing on stage, I could do it. But so I'm talking to that June in high school is like one day you're going to get to a point where you are going to master your craft and speak up for yourself and share your story and share your knowledge to empower others. So that's what I would say to her. Such a great question to ask. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, June. I appreciate that. And then before you go, please tell us where can we find more about you? Is there anything that you're currently working on that you would love to share with us? And tell us all of the links where people can find you. Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn, obviously, at June Coloroso, and then my website at buildwithjune.com. I also have an ebook out um, that shares some of my five game changing strategies to help you in your job search gives you tips on anything from LinkedIn to networking to resume building. Find me on TikTok at buildwithjune11 and Instagram at buildwithjune. So thank you so much, Ediana, for having me. Absolutely. All of those would be in the show notes. So make sure that once you're done listening to this episode, you're going to go and click in the show notes and access everything that you just mentioned. June, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful time and I appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I hope that it served you well. If you enjoyed it or found it to be something that resonated with you, share that takeaway with me over on Instagram so that the community can also see it. And if you tag me at Side Hustle Experience, I will be sure to reshare it. Your support and feedback means the world to me. I hope to have you back on the next episode at the same time, same place. Over and out.